Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. What's up? Welcome everybody back to the Great Northeast BJJ podcast. This is season two, episode twenty-seven. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Tortuga Soap Company. Tell them about the Tortuga Soap Company, Amanda. Well, I make the soap in my little soap kitchen. Um, it's all natural. I use pure essential oils, and um, everything is handmade by me right here in our little place. TortugaSoap.com. Soap. Rash guards, deodorant, beanies, yeah, deodorant. beanies, chapstick, bath fizzies. Bath fizzies. Also brought to you by Port City BJJ, the home of the Great Northeast BJJ podcast in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Check us out at portcitybjj.com. Come and visit us. And also brought to you by Dapper Ties. We are dapperties.com. Enter the uh, discount code ROLL and get free shipping. You should also check out the jujitsujournal.com. I'm about to get a jujitsu journal and check it out myself, so I'll throw a little plug in for that. It's done by our friend Aaron Hurley. Um, it's going to be a thing I try this year, maybe. Or not even maybe, I definitely. So it's Christmas Eve. We're in the middle of uh, in between snow and ice storms. I had some time off the other night, and I was... Can't really give me time off because I was thinking about stuff. And I came across this quote by Muhammad Ali. And it is, the service you do for others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. So this quote kind of got me thinking about a lot of people I'm around. And, you know, and if, if if we really do all owe a debt for the privilege of existing on this planet, and can we pay this debt by serving others? Is there any other way to pay? Um, so this, this episode is dedicated to those people who are out there helping others and making the world a better place and making my life better. Um, so for some reason, I never really was into serving others until, until jujitsu, jujitsu introduced me to this concept and, you know, everybody has their own reason i think for starting jiu-jitsu maybe you wanted to learn how to fight maybe you wanted to lose weight maybe you uh got tired of listening to your co-worker who trains talk about training and you just came to shut him up maybe you like getting strangled i don't know uh, maybe you were battling depression maybe you're a victim of abuse um i think my reason in the beginning was because i want to kick people's asses and then and then my reason you know became i just wanted to get better and I think both of those reasons are pretty self-centered. And until, you know, that's changed in the last couple of years. Fortunately, I, we've been, we have been around a bunch of awesome people that have shown me a different path. Some of them are black belts, some of them are white belts, some all the belts in between. Some of them don't even do jujitsu. So I'm not even here to tell you what you got to do, you know, that you got to help others or, you know, I think the path is your path. Um, 
However, I will say, though, that if you are a Matt Bully or um, if you're abusing your position of power over kids or women or, or men or whoever, um, cut the shit. Get your act together. People are coming to jiu-jitsu for a lot of reasons, but a lot of times it's to learn and get help. So let's not hurt those people. Let's help those people. Um, so as far as people helping people, I think a good place to start is with our friend Chucky Rosa and Chucky's Fight. Chucky's Fight is a charity dedicated to fighting teen substance abuse. Uh, I've known Chucky a long time. He's a local guy. I've, I've shared the mats with some of his sons. Two of his sons, I think in the same year, um, died of drug drug overdoses. And, you know, I, I'm pretty sure the story is he sp sprinkled their ashes in the ocean. And since then, every day, Chucky goes swimming in the ocean. Snow, ice, rain, whatever. And pretty much, I think, for the last few years, we have joined him. Mm-hmm. Usually in April. In April. Um, this year, Amanda's wrote me in to go on December 30th. <laughs> why Why are you doing that? He asked me to, and I said, <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. All right. It's a good enough reason. Yeah. Um, every time we do this, I do, I will admit, I have fear. It's like, oh, man, I get anxiety about the jumping in the ocean. <laughs> That's things. <laughs> I, I don't get anxious. I just... I don't know. I survive it every time, though. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go down. If you're in the area, December 30th, 10 a.m., Hampton Beach. Um, we'll be there jumping in the ocean for Chucky to support our friend, raise money for this charity that is near and dear to my heart, really. Um, you can check him out at Chucky'sFight.com. Chucky's a good man, and uh, and you should support him. So someone else, if we go way back, um, Monte Wiley. So we had him on the podcast in May of 2016, season one, episode 10. Not even sure how I got hooked up with Monte, but he's a journalist. I think he came to train with us. Somehow he ended up in Portsmouth. He's from L.A. or the L.A. area. Um, but So what he does is he coordinates grapplethons around the world. I mean, right, I think mostly around the United States, but I think maybe he's done some internationally, mm -hmm. right? Maybe, yeah. Um, so, Grapplethon charity events support individuals struggling with hardships, such as a terminal illness or serious injury. You can find Monte on Facebook or Instagram. Join his Facebook group, Grapplethon News. I know he's back. He was taking a little break, and now he's back doing them. I think he's got one coming up in February. Kind of like a, a dude that, you know, unsung hero. He's just out there trying to help people. So I think you should find find him and help him out. Um, he's a really good guy. Yeah, good guy. Does amazing things. He does. He's helped. He's helped friends of ours out, but he's also helped. I don't. I don't think he knows any of these people generally no. before he does these no, things. He doesn't. He's just a, a really. I feel like a selfless dude. Yep. That goes around and um, and does good things for people. Yep. So also someone, and we already mentioned her, but also someone that, that we've gotten to know that that um, 
this is a really great person and does does an amazing thing is Aaron Hurley. And I can't remember really how we got hooked up with her, but we went to so she's the creator of Submit the Stigma, the, the Submit the Stigma campaign, um, which is it's an awareness campaign within the jiu-jitsu community that promotes education, discussion, and support for mental health. You know, and somehow we ended up at her event the day after Pan and Pans in at five Studio Five Forty a couple years ago. And it was pretty, I think that was maybe like one of the first events we'd ever been to, maybe. Yeah, jiu-jitsu events, maybe, yeah. That was I awesome. I think we met her through Gianni at yeah, the seminar we had over at our academy. So Kyle Terra was there, Christina Barlon, Clark Gracie, Gianni Grippo, Homulo Bahal, all kinds of amazing jiu-jitsu instruction. But really, um, you know, awesome event with good people i still use those techniques yeah they were great they were great techniques for sure for sure um but i think we met i mean i i met a lot of great people through that event that i still me too um no Mm -hmm. and then we went to an event at marcello's that she put on same thing one of the meow brothers was there paul schreiner shaolin and another one, people were like standing up talking about their stories. It was it was really, really awesome event. So check out submitthestigma.org and, and read about the story of Aaron and her dad, which is how it all began. And it's a pretty powerful, powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aaron just got her black belt too. Congratulations. Yeah, that's right. It's pretty awesome. Craig, congratulations to you for just getting your purple belt. Oh. The false humility was. So there's a great quote that my friend Rich McKeegan uses from from Charles Mask Lewis, and it's really fitting, I think. And it goes along the lines of, "It might not be me that touches a million people, but maybe I'll touch that one that will touch a million, and that's what it's all about." And so. Rich has said this to me a couple times, and and it really, to me, resonates a lot, especially this time of year, and especially after we were at Black Belts for Butterflies East Coast seminar in November, mm-hmm. I think, which was a month ago. November 2017. Yeah. So it was three days of literally life-changing stuff. If you don't know what Black Belts for Butterflies is, you should definitely check them out. Check it out. It's a, it's a pretty powerful thing. So their mission statement is Black Belts for Butterflies is devoted to promoting awareness and acceptance for autism through education and positive impact. To create change by supporting grassroots autism programs across the nation. They stand to honor the victims of the Sandy Hook elementary school shooting and keep their memory alive Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that's another one i don't really remember how we got looked up with rich rich but we've supported a few of these through the soap company and i can remember when when 
Sandy Hook happened, obviously, and we had a young daughter, mm -hmm. and it was like messed. You know, I, I mean, we're not that close to Newtown, but it was like messed me up for sure. Mm -hmm. And I almost went to. Uh, I wanted to go pick her up from from oh, daycare I that day. I was like. Oh, man. And, of course, you go in and you're scanning to see, you know, what's being missed when you're walking. Anyone could walk in, especially back then, to any school at any time. I also remember the the Christmas, the first Christmas after that happened. And it really was like a profound thing that, that affected me because I don't know how... Um, I don't even know if I could go on if if I that happened to me, you know, to be honest. But uh especially, you know, Christmas holidays. I mean, I don't know what the But that's what I remember thinking the first Christmas after that happened. I don't know how you uh I don't know how you go on after something like that. But I I mean, I guess well, you well, go on by helping other people to survive it and uh um you know, create memories and memorials and help other people spread the word, spread awareness. You you know, I think through hardships it makes you stronger and you can kind of pass that along to other people. So that's what they're doing. Yeah. So through Black Belts for Butterflies, Rich, you know, is... is affected many people mm -hmm. in a positive way yeah many many people so one of the foundations that that they support is the dylan's wings of change and that's dylan's wings of change.org and dylan was one of the kids that died in in the at sandy hook and his dad was at the seminar um this is a seminar too where you're not going to stay dry-eyed the whole time no I mean, it is emotionally very powerful experience. Not only are there amazing instructors, Kurt Osiander, Marcelo, Emily Kwok, all these people, Robert DeFranco. He was amazing. He was amazing. I loved him. He is a great guy. Happy birthday, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Robert DeFranco is a great guy. We're big fans here. We're big fans. <laughs> uh, the, the you know and and all these other instructors who were all really awesome and donated their time to it but all the people we met there and we met a bunch of people and we, and we saw a bunch of people that we've seen at other events that's the big the biggie to me you know so friday you roll in and and there was an open mat at, and so all this was at manchester bjj Manchester, Connecticut. And so Friday night we had an open mat and I met Luigi Mondelli and his wife, Sylvia, and they were they were awesome people. And Robert actually said the most um I don't know, maybe provocative thing I've ever been asked. Um he I gave a speech at the Black Belts for Butterflies event and um he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, What if you can't do anything. What if you, so what he meant by that was, what if you can't only watch and you can't make any changes? Because there are circumstances where you are totally helpless in a situation. And, you know, there's not much you can do in certain instances. And, you know, his question just completely just crushed my, 
my heart and my soul. And I just so wanted to, you know, say, you know, sometimes there really is nothing you can do. But one thing you can do is do exactly what Richard McKeegan is doing, is spreading the word and talking about these situations that are going on. You know, in some cases, that's the only thing you can do. You can just talk about it. So I just wanted to share that. So I think Rich, Rich is Rich's son, is autistic, mm-hmm. right? Is that? It's a spectrum of autism. So there's many different right? spectrums to autism. Um, so that was one of the most powerful parts: is all these different people speaking in between mm-hmm. about their experiences. Um, you know, if you go to Black Belts for Butterflies, an event. <laughs> Be prepared for it to change your whole perspective on on things and make you want to be a better person mm-hmm. because it's a very uplifting experience. Uncle Hanach was there even, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> who is a great guy. <laughs> he's, you know? great. he's so funny. He is a great guy. Mm-hmm. I had never met him before. I was, I really, I, I love him. I, really I had did. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, on Saturday, you know, on, on the second day, we, we did uh, did no gi seminar, mm-hmm. and then we all went out and you know watched the fights, hung out, yep. and then Sunday was gi seminar. And so we, you know, I can't I can't say enough how how great of a cause that is yeah. and, and how much and rich will be on this podcast and we'll get to get you know i can't it wait just hasn't happened yet rich is a great guy with with a great attitude and i can't wait he will he'll, he'll be on soon mm-hmm. um so but you can check him out at www.bb4bf.org and we'll have all the the links to these things so one of the things that happens that I found out in the last few months of, you know, doing all these things is you see the same people, not all the same, but a lot of the same people at all of these things and they travel from all over. Yeah. And so, and actually on the second day of Mission 20, I mean, uh, of Black Belts for Butterflies, I was talking to Julia Gumpert out on a picnic table while we were having a little break and she's telling me about Mission 22, and man, and I, I think this was the first time I'd ever met her, mm-hmm. super fired up about it, telling me the whole thing, like, and I was just like, hey, you want to do a podcast about this? <laughs> and she was like, I would love to. Mm-hmm. And and so we went back, and we went to Kaylee Adams, who was a ambassador, as well as Amanda, mm-hmm. And we did a podcast for Mission, with, for Mission 22 with Julia Gumpert and Judo Steve. And that was, man, I, that was like a really informative, that was probably the most informative podcast we've ever yeah, done as far amazing. as information. She's amazing so and yeah, loves it. All of them. Yeah, every, you know, Mission 22 people are, are dedicated to, the, to their thing. There's no doubt. And all, all the ones I've met yeah. so far, and I've met a lot, they're all dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what Mission 22 is, you know their mission is to end the stigma surrounding post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury and get our veterans the help and treatment options they want and deserve. I think my first, I mean, actually my first 
I was just talking to Feliciano. The first time I'd ever heard of Mission 22 was a few years ago. Like, I never heard of it. Feliciano was making a glass, etching oh, a glass yeah. for some guy in Mission 22 oh, event yeah. in the Midwest or something. I remember that. I'd never heard of it. Oh, Nobody I knew had heard of it. And he was making something. Yeah. And he told me about it. And then I don't think it was what it was then that it is now. Yeah. So I think the first, then, you know, our first real introduction to it, though, was a seminar at Mass BJJ in Arlington. It was a huge seminar. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. Mm -mm. Brian Marvin put it on. Yeah. And we did a podcast with Brian Marvin the night before the seminar. And if you want to go listen to that, you can hear that season two, episode seven. It was a good one, too. It was great. Yeah. The great seminar. It was a great podcast, oh, too. Oh, great podcast. Good time. I, but yeah, the I seminar. I was there for that one. I missed oh, it was that good. One. one of the very few I've ever missed. It was entertaining. Yeah. But the seminar was great, too. I mean, I think Brian taught Jay, I think Tadashi. Mm -hmm. Was Tadashi teaching at that? Maybe. Space Jujutsu. <laughs> he didn't do that. No. He didn't talk about that too much. <laughs> Tadashi is the man. I can't remember if anybody else taught at it, but it was a great seminar and it was an introduction. And I met, that's where I started meeting. I think I met Judo Steve at that yep. and Kaylee. That might've yep. been the first time I met them. Yep. And now I see them everywhere. Yeah. They're dedicated, dedicated. Mm -hmm. So, so you can check out the podcast with Brian Marvin, learn about what they're doing, but you can also check out the, the mission 22 episode on season two, episode 25. And we also recently just did another Mission 22 seminar randomly. And it was at the dojo, NYC in Queens, mm -hmm. place owned by uh, Luis Martinez. Mm -hmm. Hey, Luis. Yeah, great. Another great person. Great person. <laughs> he really yeah. was. Um, he was having um, a little collection. Everyone was bringing in toys for mm -hmm. children. It was the sweetest thing ever. Yeah, so you find out, like... Number one, all the same people are all into helping people, and they all are inspiring me right now because I'm like, wow, look at what these people are doing. Mm -hmm. They're making, they're doing tremendous things. And then it's like they lead into these little paths and these little tangents because we also met the Hungry Monk Rescue Truck. Yeah. And uh, that was a total random thing that mm -hmm. I had not planned on. And, you know, Next thing you know, we're out in the middle of the street in Queens, taking pictures, stopping traffic mm -hmm. in front of the Hungry Monk rescue truck. I know on Instagram, there <laughs> it's at the Hungry Monk uh, NYC, and what they're doing is they're um, providing meals for homeless veterans. That was really amazing. I think provide for homeless anybody. Oh yeah. I think they just provide all. They go. They. They travel around New York City and they, they distribute meals to That's people amazing. that need. Yeah. And they're not, I don't believe any of them train jujitsu. I don't, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think. think they did. No. They're just good people yeah. out there helping people. Yeah, that was really awesome. It's unbelievable. So, I'll, you know, we're out there taking a picture. I'm petrified of crossing the streets in New York <laughs> City. I, I really, I'm not like, I just <laughs> am like, and so here we are in the middle of the street, stopping traffic. Um, that was funny. Yeah. But some of our great friends there, um, 
They Nikki. protected us. They protect. Yeah, they thought Amanda wrote that, but that was really me. <laughs> was I'm <George>. horrified. <laughs> horrified. I was horrified at that moment too. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get run over." Uh, but what a what a great! I can't wait to go back there. The people of Dojo NYC are another example of great, you know, great place to train. Check those guys out. Yep. Um. So. Also, one of the one of the ways back to Mission Twenty Two. One of the ways Mission Twenty Two, and I and I learned all this stuff through our episode because I didn't understand how it all worked. But Mission Twenty Two is a huge thing. Yeah, it's bigger than just jujitsu. But one of the ways Mission Twenty Two helps people is through the We Defy Foundation. And up until a couple months ago, I had no idea what the We Defy Foundation was all about. I didn't know anything about Alan Shabaro. I think I had heard of Joey Bozick. Yep. Just, you know. But we went to a seminar down in Long Island and at Lockdown BJJ in Ronkonkoma, New York. And Joe Thompson owns it. And that changed my whole, I mean, you know, I met Alan awesome. Shabaro. Yeah. And that was, so we went down there because Brian Marvin was teaching. Yeah. And we didn't have anything to do that weekend. And I was like, let's go, you know, check this thing out. I never even, I didn't even know how to say Ronkonkoma. <laughs> like when I called the dude Joe Thompson the day before, I was like, how do you say this? I'm like, well, however I said it, it was pathetic. But um, <laughs> so we go down there and same thing familiar group of people mm-hmm. um kaylee adams was there she was again. there you know brian's there as always i get picked to be the ookie they're chucking me around <laughs> um but and great stuff as yeah. always techniques but i mean i should say the the mission of we defy is through brazilian jiu-jitsu and fitness training they will provide veterans suffering from life disabling injuries and or ptsd a long-term means to overcome their challenges. So you can become a, a We Defy Academy too, Jiu-Jitsu Academy, and mm-hmm. sponsor these, you know, guys. And Port City is actually one of them. Yeah. But so we go through the seminar, and I mean, we're meeting people left and right, and they're all good people as always, you know, all these things, and. You know, you're like, do you want, we got invited on a boat ride. And I was like, I don't know. I, at first I was like, I don't know anything about it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. And you're like, let's go. I said, all right, let's go on the boat ride. Next thing you know, we, we meet these guys, Nikki and Ryan West and mm-hmm. Richie. And they're taking us in a, you know, taking us with Alan Shabaro and Joey Bozick and Joe and wives and all these great human beings to fire stations, firehouses in Manhattan. Um, and, you know, to me, the one the one that really stuck out was, like, the one where, you know, it was very close to where the World Trade Center was, and yeah. everybody in the thing had, had died. Yeah. You know what I mean? They had, like, their names are still on the whiteboard. Yeah. And yeah, that was a hard one to walk It was through. unbelievable. It was power. You know, I had not anticipated any of this. And we're with mm-hmm. Andrea. And I, I just was like, Andrea, don't ever forget this moment, you mm-hmm. know. And so we're going to all the memorials with Alan, Shabaro, and 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 Brian, and all these guys. And and I don't think that the 
you know, Nikki was is a is a FDNY guy, and mm-hmm. same same with Richie. And Ryan West was an NYPD guy. I don't think any of those guys had been to the the World Trade Center Memorial until that time, and that was a pretty uh, powerful thing. Mm. Because they know these guys. Yeah. They know the people that died in that. Yeah. I mean, I remember when it happened, and I was 20-something probably. I re- yeah, it was terrifying for me because my mom was on call to go. And, you know, she had already been in the service for 20 years. And I was like, Mom, can you just please, like, retire now? <laughs> it's like, I don't want to lose you now after, you know, you've been in the service for this long. And she, after the... After it kind of went down, she eventually did. So I remember we were walking. So we were walking. So then I think, so we went, what did we do? So then they took us out on a boat to the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Which I don't even think I've ever seen the Statue of Liberty before like that, you know? Um, But that was like life changing. That's when I told Andrea, I was like, Andrea, don't ever forget this. This doesn't happen all the time Mm -hmm. this was truly a a, an example of you know jujitsu and and meeting good people yeah people opening their hearts yeah yeah totally open their hearts to strangers to strangers um and so then then we came back i think we went out to eat we went out to little italy yep wanted to be i've wanted to go there my whole entire life yeah that was awesome we had Rainbow cookies. <laughs> they were good. Um, so at one point, though, Alan Shabaro, like, we're walking after one of those, and he's like, it's not really what you expected or something like that. And I was like, dude, that was heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, And it really was, like, and I mean that with, I mean, it was a powerful yeah. thing I'll never forget for my whole life. And we met great friends out of that, like Nikki and Ryan West. Yeah. See them all, you know, we see them in Mission 22. Mm-hmm. We saw them at Black Belts for Butterflies. These guys are just a couple dudes out there. Making a difference. Making a That's difference, and they're great people. Jeez. And we're going to do a podcast with them, too, because we'll see them again pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, I think the heaviest, you know, the most that really got me hard was the last Mission 22 with Judo Steve. Yeah. Um that was at the dojo. Yeah. That one really hit me. You know, when people open up to you, you know. Yeah. Judo Steve was telling us his story. And yeah. then and then Jeff, mm-hmm. who I can't, I don't know if I can say his last name, Menelassa Land. <laughs> Sorry, no, Sorry Jeff. But another great guy that we met mm-hmm. on this thing. And after that seminar, we went over to Nikki's Myrtle Turtles Firehouse for their, cool. uh, for their, Christmas party. Yeah. And we got to see, you know, all the memorials to his friend that had died very recently. Um, Tolly. Yeah. And who was a drummer in a, in in like a band. Yeah. Like like a thrash metal band or something, I think. Um, So, yeah. Another unbelievable thing yeah and they're gonna do they're doing a fundraiser for for that Mm -hmm. and hopefully we will be able to go to that yeah very awesome so also so you know this is one that we haven't really delved into but like you know we heard we met nicole Mm -hmm. from my bruises are from at black belts for butterflies i had no idea really about any of that before before that she spoke I've been following her for and, a long 
you know. Somehow we we ended up hanging out with her a little bit and talking to her. Mm -hmm. But I, she's also a Mission 22 ambassador, I think. I believe so. I mean, she's one of these people that are constantly out there do, doing things. She's amazing. She um, made raised enough money to build a shelter, a woman's right. shelter in her town where they had none before. And it was like, I can't remember. I think the closest one was 45 minutes away. So uh, she's definitely doing amazing things. Yeah. And still is. She's doing, I mean, I know she was telling me when we were out at the, watching the fights about different things she was doing and setting up like a database of academies and which ones are friendly for, you know, people, women to train yeah. or, think, or something. You know, I'm not doing it justice probably, but um, if you don't know what my bruises are from, check it out. But, you know, it's, it was basically created to raise awareness and funds for survivors of domestic violence and abuse. And it, what she says is, my bruises are from training, but many are not. So to me, this is exactly who, who needs jujitsu, and these are the people that we need to welcome in because you don't know who's coming in. And I would never think maybe like this as much if I hadn't met Nicole and these people, you know, and, and it kind of opened your eyes up to, you know, there could be men, women, kids, whatever coming in that are victims of Absolutely. of domestic violence and abuse and all the, and bullying and mm -hmm. things like this. They're coming into jujitsu, and I can. It's got to be tough, right? Absolutely. It seems like it's got to be a real tough thing because you're going kind of into the fire. Yeah. Um. So, it makes you think about people that are coming in. It makes me think about people that are coming in, in a in a different way, you know, because maybe these people, you know, maybe they're not just coming in to get in shape. Maybe they're coming in for for something that's. You know, not that that's not important, but, you know, maybe they really need this. Reasons. Yeah. yeah. It's just stuff that's, you know, probably more important, maybe. So it's made me really open my eyes. So hopefully we'll have Nicole on this podcast and, awesome. and, and get to hear about what she's doing and her story. But like I said, you see her at different events I see her on Facebook all the time. She's a big supporter of Mission 22. And Black Belts for Butterflies. And Black Belts for Butterflies. And my bruises are from. Mm -hmm. So shout out to her for yeah. doing awesome stuff. So you can check that out at mybruisesarefrom.org. Um, she makes really cool rash guards too. Yeah. One other thing I almost forgot when I was like going through this was uh fight for the forgotten.org. Oh yeah. My man, Justin Wren. That uh, was pretty amazing. Yeah. This was a total random occurrence. If you don't know Justin Wren, I mean, this guy is another amazing human. He's fighting for Bellator, complete savage. Uh, but man, like the nicest guy. And I had met him. I met him a couple of years ago. It, I think in the at World Series of Fighting in the back when Devin won, Devin had just won his fight. Somehow I ended up in the back mm. and, and in the room with all these. And, and they, one of his buddies, Justin Wren's buddies, Huggy Bear, Cuddly Bear, <laughs> um, was fighting later in the card. But Devin had just won this crazy decision. Mm -hmm. um, I had no idea who Justin Wren was at that time, but he was back there. Yeah. 
I was like, hey, I'm George, blah, blah, blah. We talked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how I got, how we met up, but somehow I saw, he was trying to raise awareness for this thing he was doing, Water 4. And so he came on the podcast, make sure you go. Like this one, you know, blew my mind in, in a whole nother way because I had no idea. I've been around a lot too, I feel like, but. I had no idea that people were still getting enslaved. Yeah. People are eating each other. Cannibalism. Cannibalism. Is still going on. Pygmies. The whole maybe me and Riddler and I are researching pygmies after this, learning about the pygmies. Very mm-hmm. really interesting thing. And and even like there's more, you know. So what what he's doing, he his organization is Fight for the Forgotten. He's got a book. Really nice guy, you know, was struggling and found somehow, I mean, this is a big white man with long hair. And somehow he ended up with the pygmies in the Congo. A fighter. Yeah. And it's unbelievable. But so what Fight for Forgotten is, it's a nonprofit making life-altering impact in the remote parts of the Congo jungle. Yeah. And they're working to free the Mbuti Pygmy people from slavery and then develop sustainability. The heart of Fight for the Forgotten is to radically love the unloved. And that's from his site. And that's what he's doing. These people are the most bullied people on the face of this earth, you know, possibly. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Put in, you know, there's a, and, and so the number of people that are enslaved still at this day and age was staggering to me. Yeah. And I would have never known that if it wasn't for Justin Wren. Yeah. And. He purifies their water and makes wells. <laughs> he's helping them drill wells. By hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, unbelievable. And, and you know, his, he gets a lot of advertising now from joe rogan and they're making a movie and which is really great because you know that once you know once joe rogan it's gonna be it's huge yeah so good for him and those guys but you should definitely check justin ren out get his book you know he has a water purifier that you can get at lowe's and it's i think it's ten dollars and half of the money goes to um purifying water in africa yeah, they, and he's got a light. These guys have developed a light that's like gravity. Oh, yeah. So really? with no, yeah, it's like, I think, you, I don't know how it works, but huh. it's, it's now because of these guys, I follow the, all these people, the, the young men drillers on Facebook who mm-hmm. are, are these guys from Uganda that help him drill the wells. Wow. And I've learned a ton of stuff. But something that came across um, when I was, when I was revisiting, the Justin Wren thing was like on his website, he has this like slogan or, or saying, and, and it was like, well, if you could just live by this, your whole, you know, like jujitsu, whatever, this is it, right? And what it was, was it's defend the weak, love the unloved and empower the voiceless. Yep. So I saw that and I was like, That's man, that awesome. really sums up what I think maybe you know, we're supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So that was the common thread to me, you know, defend the weak, love the unloved, empower the voiceless. 
And I think that's what all these people are doing. They don't have to do it, and they're doing it. They're helping people. They're using jujitsu to become, you know, better people. Mm-hmm. At least I'm going to try to use jujitsu to become a better person. All mm. these people are making a difference in their community. Through all these people, I've learned about humility, honesty, integrity, positivity, gratitude, service. But you just can't say it either. You have to live it. Yep, absolutely. Right? Yep. So, you know. I'm all about it. hopefully this podcast may not reach a million people but hopefully it'll reach somebody out there that maybe will reach a million people and i got news for you all you people out there if you're sick of seeing me at these events you're gonna get a whole lot sicker (laughs) because i'm like i'm going to more i'm going to more this is what i want to do i want to you know and if you and if anybody out there knows anybody that like is is doing stuff like this and you want me to talk about their thing send us a message let me know i don't care you know if it's bullying i'm you know i want to talk to environmental bullying whatever send us a message i want to i want to meet more people that are helping people so defend the weak love the unloved and empower the voiceless Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you all for all you people that we've mentioned that are doing all these things. And thank you to all the people that we didn't mention that are doing these things. Mm -hmm. See you guys. uh, We'll have some more stuff coming soon. See you guys. Peace. Bye.